0: Hello friends. Hi, it is 6 o'clock on Sunday night, which means, as you know, per usual, it is office hours with Kate Lumpkin. Um, So I'm here. My office is If you have any questions for me, I am here to take them. Um, I can take any of your questions about the industry, about life, about whatever. I'm here and I'm ready. Um, First and foremost, I always like to say, if I give you any advice, please take it with a grain of salt. My experiences are my own and they are not the same opinions as everybody else's, but I am here. I am a free resource and I'm here and excited to take your questions. So, before I start gathering about some of the questions that I got before we started. Um, I just want to tell you this incredible story about what happened today. So uh, I was asked to be a part of this amazing program uh, called the Broadway Collective, the Broadway Dance Collective, but they were doing this special program this weekend in New York called Gathered. And this is the brainchild of Robert Hartwell, who is just like the most incredible, most generous, most Perfect man. If you don't know who he is, you should look him up. Um, and this morning, which is Father's Day, for those of you who have not called your father or sent him a text message, it's time. Send an email, send a card, call your dad. Um, turn this off, go call your dad. Uh, but it's Father's Day. And so this was this like gathered group of people of in lots of different ages, mostly around like 13 to 18 year olds. And today... Uh, They did their, like, showcase of all the stuff that they've been working on this weekend with people like Gavin Creel and, uh, like, Jerry Mitchell and all of these amazing people. So they were working on this thing, and I'm sitting there with all of their parents. And there's so many, like, different types of people in this room from different backgrounds, really cool. And all of a sudden, all of the parents got up and started to do this dance that Robert had taught them. And we're talking, like, full, like, fussy, like, like, doing all the things, giving us taverns, and these are, like, dads. These are, like, men in their, like, 60s getting up there who are not performers doing this stuff, and the looks on these kids' faces was just so stinking magical. Like, they just loved watching their parents take part in their dreams. And this man came and sat next to me. He was done with his dance. He came, sat next to me, and with this deep southern accent, he looks at me and he goes, well, that's just the best Father's Day I've ever had. And I lost it. I lost it. It was so beautiful. Robert is doing something so special and so magical. And it was such a gift to be a part of such an incredible weekend with such brilliant artists. I don't even know why I was included on that list. I mean, these are like Tony Award winning amazing people. Um, it was such an honor to be a part of it. So if you don't know about the uh, Broadway Dance Collective, Broadway Collective, you should totally look it up and see uh, how you can get involved or see if you know someone who should be involved. Um, it's really, really, really special. Okay, so it looks like I got my uh, first question. I'm going to pull it up right here. Um, Hey, Kate. The to the internet? Do you hear that? That's Alexa. Take a look at the help section. Alexa is having trouble connecting to the internet today. Good to know, good to know. Okay, so Shana says, hey Kate. I gotta turn her off. Stop talking, Alexa. Nobody wants you. Alright, so Shana says, hey Kate, going to a Disney theme park actor callback tomorrow. Any tips to up the chance of actually booking the job that might be a step up from the initial audition? We'll be working with a partner. Okay, this is a great question. So basically the kind of gist of this question is, um I have callback, and I'm working with someone that I hadn't worked with before. How can I make myself stand out um, or do something better? Um, oh, my goodness. I am so loud today. Shush you. Great. Um, how can I make myself uh, stand out and and look better in this callback? How can I do something different than what I did in my initial? And this is a question that I uh, – this is something I work with a lot in my workshops that we uh, know that I do. Um So, yeah, absolutely. It's really tricky if you're working with a partner that you haven't worked with before. So first and foremost, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to be as prepared as possible. Get off book, off book, off book, off book, off book. Uh, Make sure that you feel as comfortable as possible in your own skin, whatever you're wearing, whatever you're doing, as grounded as you can because you have no control over what your partner is going to be doing in the room with you. Right? So as long as you can get yourself, in gear, um, that's going to be your number one asset because then if your partner is throwing something crazy at you, you have the wherewithal to respond without fear. Um, and it'll be super noticed by people, you know, in the room already. They're going to see like, oh, this woman is super prepared. Um, she can handle what's happening. She can handle the things that are being thrown at her. That's going to already make you look leaps and bounds. It's also going to make your work better because if you're super prepared and you can actually listen to your scene partner and respond, even if they're not doing something crazy, right, as long as you can focus on them, listen, work with them, that's going to set you miles apart for most people who come into a room because they're so focused on themselves. They can't actively listen and participate in the scene work that they're doing. I think the other thing to really remember in a callback setting um, is you know, you've already done something right, yeah? So either you look great and it's like a perfect match for what they're looking for or, you know, your voice was doing something that was super what they were looking for, your scene work, something you did the first time, even if it's just like who you were when you walked into the space, right? It resonated with the group of artists that was already in the space. So you don't need to do something like super crazy because you've already done something great. So I would definitely look at your Whatever email they've sent you with all sorts of, like, you know, whatever information they've given you, I would definitely just look at it as many times as you need um, to make sure that if there are any hints as to what they're super looking for in this room, you've seen it, you've noticed what those hints are, and those hints can be anything from, like, what you're supposed to wear for your callback, um, you know, to like, more information in terms of a breakdown of who this character is, right? You've already got more information because you've gotten sides at this point. You can see there's textual-based evidence as to what they're looking for. Um, but, you know, look through that information. Get every kernel you can that's going to be a clue as to how to best present um, yourself in the space. I think those are some of the best things that you can do in order to, you uh, you know, make this the best thing. The other thing that I talk about a lot is, you know, you're gonna go into that space and you're gonna get into your own head. It happens to even the most seasoned performers, something will happen, you're gonna get into your own head. So if you've worked with the text and you feel like you've done a a solid job of figuring out the text in the song, the text in the scene, the kind of text in your head, plan to make one bold choice. Instead of doing the thing where you mark out every single beat of every single moment, half of that work is just going to go away. If that work is important to you and that work of planning every single moment helps you get to where you need to go, do that. Just know that when you go into the space, it's all going to be thrown away, right? And so my thought is do that work beat by beat, figure out what it is that you want to say, but make sure that you at least have one bold choice planned that you know is going to hit and happen and make something happen because then at least when you walk out of that space you go i did me i showed up i was on time which is early i looked you know like the best version of myself i paid attention to the information that they gave me in the in the specific email and the specific breakdown i did everything they asked me to do and i left that space making a choice right you never want to leave an audition feeling like ah oh, well uh, blah right like I don't want to see that. You don't want to do that. So if you can just plan to make sure you've done that, I think that'll make you stand out because so many people come in and they are either all over the place and make a thousand choices that are like, which is just like a tornado of a lot. Or it's just, because interestingly enough, people sometimes get overwhelmed by callbacks. They, they think now, like, okay, I have to be this character. It's less about me. It's more about this thing. And, of course, it is about the character and the thing, but it still is about you feeling comfortable and being, like, the most interesting, calm, collected version of yourself. Now, I'm not telling you to go in and be like, nah, hey, because, like, that's different for everybody, right? I have friends who are, like, their most calm version of themselves is like, nah, and that's, that's great because it's authentic. It's who they are. Um, so I think that's, that should be helpful. Sean. if you have any more questions specifically for your audition, just let me know, and I will make it happen. Um, Disney, of course, is its own beast. Um, (laughs) bees. Mm. Um, but it is, and so they have all sorts of, uh, you know, things that, that are specific to what they're looking for. A whole lot of things that involve measurements and the size of your eyes and all sorts of things that you have no control over. So I just say, go in, be the best version of what you can do. Listen to what I just said, and hopefully it'll make a difference. Okay, it looks like I got another question, so I'm going to pull that up. Um, Oh, hey, Jacob Yates. It's so nice of you to give me a little thumbs up. I appreciate you so much. Um, Let's see. Where is this question? Um. Oh, my gosh. There's so many noises today, and I can't get this to read the Internet. Um, There we go. Um, how important is it for a performer to have a social media presence? Is an updated website enough, or when you miss opportunities, appear less approachable if you don't have Facebook, etc.? This is a very important question, and really interestingly enough, I just had a conversation about this on the train today. So, okay, Gavin Creel, love of everyone's life, the amazingly magical Gavin Creel, made a statement after the Tonys, where he was talking about how the most important thing you can do is to get off social media. Get off of it, he doesn't, he doesn't like it, he doesn't use it, and for that, I, I agree with him. As someone who uses social media a lot um, for my business, I think that it is so important to find a time to put down your phones, to look up. The other day, I walked out of my house and realized I had walked from 153rd Street all the way down to 145th and never looked up from my phone. That's terrifying. That is a terrifying reality. However, Gavin is at a specific place in his career where he is fortunate enough that if he wants to go off of social media entirely, he can. He's now a Tony Award winner. (laughs) Hey, 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 Gavin Crew. And he can. Um, So that's a luxury that he has because of, you know, a 20-year career, professional career in the arts. I think for most people who are at a more kind of beginning stage, they're either new to New York or they're still, you know, doing the hustle, doing the thing, social media is really important. Um, And I'll tell you why it's really important. I'm not saying that you need to make your life look like a magazine. I'm not saying that you need to update us on everything that's going on in your life. In fact, like, don't. But social media can tell us a lot of things. And people look at it. In fact, I was on a panel this weekend um, with some incredibly amazing people um, and a director who is just a tremendous human being looked up and she said, you know, the first thing that we do when we're at that place and we're looking at who we want to hire is we Google them and we see what pops up because she was saying, I like to know who I'm working with. I like to know if I'm going to like working with that person. And the way I figure that out is based on like, what do they care about? And how do we show what we care about right now? Social media right? It's like the things that we're posting. And, and I couldn't agree more. There are people who are so negative on social media and it says a lot about what they care about, how they present themselves. And you have to remember when, when you're going to be in a professional show, we're so fortunate now we live in a time where, we can kind of see these things about you because you're doing more than just being in the show. At this point, if you're a part of commercial theater, you are going to be interviewed for things. You're going to be on television. You're going to be doing podcasts. You're going to be doing all sorts of things. How you are in the world is something that is a part of the casting process. People look at me at the end of, you know, when we're down to the headshots on the table and say, like, is this somebody I'm going to like to work with? Now, if I don't have a personal relationship with that person on, like, a day-to-day friendly basis, I'm going to do my, my research and see what you're presenting to the world, and then put that out there. Right? That is a part of the job. That's a part of everything. So, in terms of what's important on social media, I'm not saying you need to have like a Twitter and an Instagram, and also you need to be doing Insta Stories every day, and also you need to be doing Facebook Live. No. You don't have to do all of things. You do need to be present on social media. You need to be Googleable. This is very important. You need, when I Google your name, if I Google, like, Kate Lumpkin, well, in my case, it wouldn't say actor, but, like, let's say we're Googling Gavin Creel actor, the first thing that pops up should be you, right? And definitely on your updated website, like you said, you have to have direct contact information. And if that's your agent, great. If you don't have representation, I need an email address, not a contact me box. If I want to send you an appointment, I'm not going to send it through a contact me box, box. I'm going to send it through your email. So have that somewhere. And if that means you don't feel comfortable giving out your personal email address, create katelumpkinactor at gmail.com and make sure that you check it every day. It's very important that you have that. Um, And I would say, like, these things are free opportunities to showcase what's important to you in your life. If you guys follow me on Instagram, which you can, you just type in katelumpkin, that's my handle. You know, I use my Instagram as a platform for art, and I express myself through photography, through fashion, through, um, you know, cultivating beautiful uh, spaces and tables. I love those things, and it's, it's a part of who I am as an artist. It's a part of how I see the world, and so that's what I choose to show on Instagram. My Instagram is a business. Um, I, you know, I get to do things because of it. But most importantly, if someone looks me up on Instagram, they know what my aesthetic is, they know how I see the world, they know what I wish the world looked like. It is something that I have chosen to do. Now, I'm not saying you need to do it exactly the same way as I do. Please don't, in fact, because how I see the world is how I see the world. It doesn't have to be how you see the world, right? But it is a platform, a free platform to showcase things that I do. So if, if I were wanting to be a singer... You can use your Instagram to showcase those things. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. When I was doing a really deep search for something recently, I found someone on YouTube that I was obsessed with, and I needed to see if they could dance. I went to their Instagram and, like, <coughs> kept going all the way back until I found a video of them in, like, a dance class, and I literally copied the link and sent it to a creative team to say, look, this person has rhythm. That's real life. That really happened. That's why when people say casting directors are professional stalkers, we really are. Give us more to stalk. That's my Sondheim reference for the day. Um, make a hat where there never was a hat, honey. Give us more to stalk. But I mean it. I'm not saying, again, you have to show me every popsicle you eat, unless that's part of your aesthetic. Um, but you have this place, this like free service, where you can go and showcase your talents or your art or how you see the world or what you're passionate about. So why not do it, right? Okay, um, I think that kind of answers your question. I don't think you have to be on every social media platform, I don't. Um, you know, Twitter is awesome if it's something that you love to do. It can also kind of get you in trouble. Um, so if Twitter's not your jam, it's not super useful. I think in the performing arts, visual, um, visual platforms are usually more enticing, accessible, and interesting. Also, if you go to my website, kate-lumpkin.com backslash no marking um, which is my blog, you can see there's a great post, a great post, there's a post that I did um, a while ago about what needs to be on your website. So no matter what, if you are not a social media person, um, you must have a website, a professional website, absolutely, and um, ding, someone's commenting, um, if you need to know what needs to be on a website, you can find all of that information there. Feel free to go there and, uh, see, see what I think needs to be on there. Um, looks like I got another comment. Let's see. Um, oh my goodness, I have to refresh. Oh! So, um, oh, hey, thanks for loving this outfit! It is from Rent the Runway. Uh, For those of you who, this is, I'm going to say this. I'm just going to say this little piece, especially for my ladies out there. Um, They, if you live in New York or anywhere, there is a program through Rent the Runway, which if you don't know what Rent the Runway is, you need to get on it. Um, They have this thing called their unlimited subscription, where for $100 a month, you can get unlimited outfits from them, three out at a time. Uh, And it is the most, $100 is three times eating seamless web. If you don't eat Seamless three times, you can have unlimited access to beautiful, I mean, this is pretty cute, right? I love it, Um, outfits that come directly to your door. Now, I'm not saying you need to do this all year round like I do this, but audition season, this is an incredible, incredible tool, especially if you're like, I don't want to wear the same dress to everything. I want to be able to tailor my look based on what I'm going in for. Um, Rent the Runway is amazing. And if you're in New York, you can walk into their store, try anything on, and rent it that day. $100 flat fee, unlimited three outfits at a time. It's a pretty brilliant thing, especially for my ladies. I'm sorry, gentlemen, they only do women's clothing right now. But it is a really, really, really amazing thing. And that is how you can look glamorous on a dime because y'all, everything I own is either rented or it's from Target. And that is true. It's about how you wear it, not where it's from. Number one rule. Um, okay, great, Samantha. that so was useful to you. Um, I hope the social media information was useful to everybody else as well. Um, I don't have another question, but I had a question that was sent in to me earlier. So Val asked me, um, Val booked a NIMP show, and we're so excited for her. She's one of my clients, one of my students, and she's just awesome. Um, She booked this show, and they've offered her her equity card. Um, and so she wanted me to talk about some of the benefits and, uh, of equity and like when to take your card and that kind of stuff. Now, we've talked about this before and feel free, if you have any questions about equity, I'm going to talk about it for a minute. Um, so feel free if you have any more questions, just keep adding them to the list. Um, so as a card carrying equity member myself, I am a very proud member of Actors' Equity, even though I don't use it anymore because I am not an actor anymore. Um, I still am very proud of that union. It, uh, you know. For anyone who's a member of that union, it takes a lot of work to get into it, and so it is always an honor to look into my wallet and see that card still to this day. Um, however, this is the one thing I say about when is it right to join the union, right? Um, a, that's a very personal journey. But what I will say is when you join equity, you are going to shut a lot of doors. There's a lot of theater in this country um, that you cannot do if you are an equity member, right? Um, So no matter what, when you take that card, um, ding, when you take that card, uh, you are inherently shutting some doors in your life. And you just need to get to a place where that's okay for you. You will be graduating, as it were, to start working with people who are of a certain caliber or who have happened to be on a journey where they got to this place faster, nonetheless, you are working with people who are all in this union. And you know what that means to you, so you know what it means to them. These are hungry people. These are people who are hungry as in like hungry for it, not like starving. Um, but people who really want this, who have worked really hard, who are working professionals, right? So if you're in a place where you're like, I'm ready, and I don't want to wait in those lines anymore, and I want to be able to sign up online and do all the things, great. It's time to take your card. However, just know there are a lot of incredible things. There are incredible national tours. There are incredible theaters all across the country where once you have that card, you are shutting that door to that opportunity. Now, we know this with anything in life. Like, the second you decide that you're going to go do something, you know, next step, next level, uh, opportunities close. You know, when you open your own business, that means you can't work for somebody else. That's, That's how it works. So, for a lot of people who say they're ready to take their card, I ask, like, what have you done that makes you think, if I offered you a Broadway contract tomorrow, you are ready? for an eight-show week, for getting ready for the Tony's performance, for all of the, like, early morning Good Morning America performances, for doing all the press, for doing all these things. There's so much more to being in an equity professional commercial show than you even think about. So you have to think, like, am I financially ready for this? Am I ready to potentially take less work than I'm already doing right now? Um, Am I ready to pay my dues? Because you got to pay those dues. They're there, once you're in a union, you gotta pay those dues, honey. Um, Can I afford to do that, right? Um, How am I, uh, when you join the union, there's money involved. Is the show buying me in? Am I buying me in? Um, Can I afford to do that? There are lots of questions to be asked. However, if you've been playing this game for a long time, you feel like you're in it. You feel like I got you know I'm ready for this next step. Uh, There's so many benefits to being in equity. It's a group of people who are supportive of each other. We fight for things. Um, You know, equity is Kate Schindel is just like killing it as the president of equity Um, and. Being a part of a union, being a part of a group of people who stand up for your rights as much as, as, as theirs is a really incredible gift. Um, so it's just, it's a really personal, personal journey. However, you know, when you join Equity, there are a lot of great things that come with it. You know, you do get to kind of cut the line. You do get to sign up online. You do get to use certain buildings. You do, you know feel like part of a fraternity. There is inherent confidence, I think, that comes with saying I'm an equity actor. However, you all of a sudden lose certain opportunities that could be really great opportunities for you if um, if you take that card. So it's just something to think about. Um, What does that say? Oh! such a positive light. You are such an incredible human. I am so grateful for all of the great things that you put on the internet because you're just a treasure and I love watching your live stuff backstage at Warpaint, the musicale. Um, so, great! So that's kind of how I feel about equity. Um, you know, there are some places, international waters, on a cruise ship, for example, where you can be equity or non-equity and still work. Uh, so there are, of course, always different, different roles and different Um, If you have any more questions about equity or about when is the right time to join or about what the benefits are when you finally do get to join, you can find all of that online. The equity website is just so handy. I use it all the time for what I do um, because there are a lot of rules, y'all. There are a lot of rules to this game, Um, and we are really happy that there are because they protect you guys, they protect the actors, they protect the teams, so um, you can always check that out. Okay, so um, I'm only 30 minutes in. Does anybody else have any questions for me? Uh, If not, I can find things to talk about. I'm going to take a sip of this neon yellow Gatorade because we're hydrating today. It's hot. It's hot today, so we are hydrating. Mm. So does anybody have any questions for me this week? Um, We talked about equity. We have discussed uh, callbacks and what's great about how to be better prepared for callbacks. Um, we talked about the Broadway Collective and the incredible work that they're doing. Um, what else? What else can we talk about today? Do anybody have anything that they want me to talk about that's not necessarily a question? Because I'm here, and I can, and I'll talk about anything. Lots of thumbs-ups today! I don't know what these thumbs up are, but I'm so excited for them. Um, I don't know if, if what's happening, but I'm, I'm loving it. Oh, Shauna has another question. Great. Let's look at it. Um, Can you touch on the actors' housing in NYC? How to apply for those buildings. I can't. Unfortunately, I'm so sorry, I don't have all the information about that. Um, that is something that I can definitely look into for next week and try to get back to you with more information on Actors Housing. Um, I know a lot of great real estate agents uh, because we just moved in to our new home. Um, I know a lot of incredible people who are trying to make housing easy for people to find, but I don't know about Actors Housing. So that is something that I will look into for next week, and I will start office hours trying to talk about how to apply for that. I'm so sorry that I can't be more helpful when it comes to that. Um, so, okay, here's something that I want to talk about until I get my next question. So, uh, it, my, my mother, my incredible mother, Lucy Rose, is working on talking about loneliness. Uh, and I'm working with her on this project, trying to discuss how loneliness affects us. And the more and more that I talk with her, uh, the more and more I have been talking to other people in our industry about people uh, and how loneliness affects our health, affects our art, affects how we communicate with other people, affects a lot of things. Um, So I just wanted to take a beat. We've been talking to a lot of people. We've been doing a lot of research. We've been discussing loneliness and its, its real effects on public health on your health and wellness. And something that I've noticed, I started, as you guys know, I started the Slate Society and we're doing these cohorts. And something that I really, really, really believe in in terms of uh, how we are in this city, right? If you're going to pay money in this city, you can either pay for education or you can pay for opportunity. And people nine times out of ten are going to pay for opportunity, which means they're going to go in and they're going to pay to meet someone. And it's going to be a class, but it's more about the meeting of the human and less about the education. And I find more and more that people are paying for opportunity instead of education. And I really wanted to create a program where people are kind of paying for both, but it's mostly about education, about feeling like you've walked into a space and that you've learned something. So what I've done is create these cohorts that are three different nights where we do an initial we do an initial appointment audition and work through what that looks like. We do a callback audition and work through what that looks like. And then we do a backyard barbecue in my own backyard where we bring in industry professionals. This time we had an agent, a manager, a photographer, and Matt Rodin, who is an entrepreneur who works for Broadway.com. He's a digital content creator. And we just kind of chill out and have a conversation that's kind of like office hours but open with lots of other people. And I did this because I wanted to have people in a room actually get to know each other, get to watch the process, get to maybe find someone um, who who is someone that they want to work with or create with or do something interesting. And what I noticed in this group was that um, people were talking to each other. Artists who had never met each other were communicating about things that were um, hurting them or scaring them. They were really vulnerable and really open. And it makes me, now that I'm doing all this work on loneliness and the way it affects us as humans and as artists, I just want to encourage you, and I have a question, so I am going to get to it, but if you are feeling lonely, which is different than depressed. Depression is a different thing. If you're feeling lonely or isolated in this city or anywhere around the country or the world, Please know that the artistic community is here to support you and hold you and guide you. And even though this is a business, which it is, first and foremost, it is a business. There are people who care about you, but you have to ask for help in all things. If there's a question you have, you have to ask it. If you are feeling lonely, you have to reach out to someone and say, I'm feeling like I shouldn't be sitting on my couch right now. There are people who are here to help you and to catch you. And I just kind of wanted to put that out there in case you are feeling lonely or you are feeling like your loneliness is affecting your heart, your mind, your work, whatever it is, reach out to someone. There is someone who loves you. And that someone can be me. Please feel free to reach out to me. I don't have all the answers, but I certainly do have some of them. Um, okay. So I just wanted to put that out there. Loneliness is a real thing it is a real tangible thing. And I think artists, our work is so personal and so insular. And when we are told no and no and no time and time again, we don't know how to separate our art and our work from ourselves as a human. And lots of people choose to retreat. They retreat into themselves. They retreat into their homes. They retreat into their couch. They hide in the back of a dance class. And I just don't want that to be your reality. You are not alone you are here, there are people to reach out to, There, go to 54 Below, sit at the bar and meet a new friend, go to anywhere where you know theater people are there and they care, someone will pick you up, someone will lift you, I promise, so I just wanted to put that out there, okay? Um, I have a question, or some sort of comment, so let's see what it is, um, great, hi, Kate, uh, thoughts on the best way to grab attention in an actor's access submission without a musical theater reel? Yes, Joanna! Great question, and I cannot wait to answer it. Okay, so, uh, first and foremost, musical theater reels are great. Um, so if you do have one, absolutely. So the first thing I'm going to say, if you are submitting especially to someone who doesn't know you, for example, um, any opportunity to put any sort of footage of what it is that you do on your, on your profile, on your submission, do it. So, if um, if you don't have a reel, but you have some footage of you singing, or you have some footage of you reading slides, or you have footage of you dancing, whatever it is, make it so it's there and it's pickable and it's accessible, right? So that's just like the most useful thing. And even if it's not a full reel, that's fine. If it's something that you're proud of. That's great because here's what happens. If I get, I'm looking through submissions and there are like hundreds or thousands of submissions and I see someone and I'm like, that headshot's interesting, click. And I click on it and I see your resume and I'm like, hmm, there's not a lot of pop on this and I'm looking for someone with pop. I wonder what they sound like. I, I will Google it because I'm that deep dive person who's willing to take the time. But there are some days where I just can't and the best thing that's possible, the best possible scenario for me is to just click. And hear what you sound like. Because I can hear, even if you're not singing a pop song, I can hear like, oh, this person has incredible musical skill. I can hear that they, you know, that they have created a sound for this specific type of music. So I am assuming they can probably do the other. And they have some things on their resume that lead me to believe they could sing a Cindy Lauper song. All right, great. Um, Anything you can do to make your talents as accessible as possible is the most helpful tool. Um, now, I'm not saying if you have some like crappy video that you took at a karaoke bar, put that up. But the truth of the matter is, if you sound fierce on it, I'd rather have something there that tells me what you do than nothing, because if it's there, I don't have to take the extra step. And honestly, when you're looking through hundreds of things, taking the extra step is, is big, it's a, it's a big step. Um, so that's the number one thing. Um, you can also, if you put a little note, you know how you have the option to like write a little note. Sometimes that is the most helpful thing. Now, don't try to be cute. Nothing aggravates me personally more than when someone like tries to be cute. Also, if you're going to write someone's name, make sure it's the right name. My name is not Katie Mumpkin. And lots of people write Katie. It's not my name. I I, I immediately am like, you, you didn't even look at it. Look at my name. So, you know, Lots of times, though, when I see a little note, especially if it's about something that pertains to the show, right? Like, I just cast this show called Afterglow, which is opening off-Broadway this week. This week! This Thursday, I think. Um, which is so exciting. It's going to be at the Davenport. It's a fascinating new play. You should absolutely go check it out. But one of the characters in it is a massage therapist. And someone wrote a note to me on, you know, on their submission that said, P.S. I am actually a massage therapist, so this part really speaks to me. Now, I remember that to this day. I remember who that actor is to this day because there was something personal about the show that resonated with them, and so they wrote it in there. So for me, that means a couple things. They did their homework. They looked at the breakdown. They really read through it, um, and there was something about this character that really resonates with them. Okay, well, I'm going to click on their profile, and I'm definitely going to see who they are, even if I didn't know who they were, right? So these are the things that I think are most important. Your headshot is so important. It is so, so, so important. And the one that you choose for the particular project is vital, right? If you have paid attention to what the project is, you can tailor your headshot. You should have a couple different versions of your headshot. You should tailor your headshot to that that version of the, uh, ding, to that version of, of the breakdown and, and what we're looking for. Um, your headshot should not be taken with an iPhone. Unless you're using that portrait mode on the new iPhone 7S, which is brilliant, but it shouldn't be taken with an iPhone. It should be a beautiful headshot. So you should have a great headshot. That's the first first thing. And if anyone is looking for great headshot photographers, I have an epic list. Feel free to reach out, and I will tell you who I think are great in the city. Um, Write a note if there's something personal. Don't be cute. Get names right. Short, brief, something that catches my attention, something that also shows me you're a smart actor. Definitely have some sort of footage available on your profile. Um, If that's you in a rehearsal studio singing, I'd much rather see a reel, but at the same time, if I can see what you do in some way, shape, or form, that helps me so much if I don't know who you are. Um, So that's definitely something that is great. So those are the things that help me when I'm looking through submissions. Um, Of course, most of it comes down to do I know you to begin with? If I don't know you, your headshot has to... Hop and show me who you are pretty quickly. Um, And beyond that, having your footage and being able to, um, what did I say? You heard what I said. Uh, Having footage and writing a note. Okay, I am blowing up now. I'm getting lots of questions. So let's see what they are. Um, Zach. Zach says, missing you. I miss you too, Cogsworth. I hope everything is going well in the Enchanted Palace, my dove. Um... What are your thoughts on Gavin Creel's post-Tony advice for musical theater actors to get off social media? Can we actually get away? Well, clearly you logged in late because I've already talked about this, Zach, so go back to the front of this video and watch through. Long story short, I think Gavin is at an incredible place in his career where, fortunately for him, he can get completely off social media. I think all actors should try to get a little bit more off social media in their day-to-day life, but they need to be present on social media for their performance life. So that means they need to have a point of view, they need to be sharing it, they need to be active, but you do not have to live your whole life in your damn cell phone. If you're on the subway, put your cell phone in your pocket, get a book, look around, there are other things. If you signed up to explore the human experience and to share it, you better be a part of the human race, honey. What are you doing in your cell phone? Because the human race is not in your cell phone. That's how I feel about that. However, you need to have accounts, you need to have them with your name, you need to share at least something maybe once a day, but guess what, that takes a total of 10 seconds. Put it in your phone, walk away. It is so important. If you are sitting on the couch and you are on your phone the whole time that you're watching a TV show, you haven't learned anything. You haven't learned anything about the craft of acting, which is what you should be doing when you're watching a TV show. I guarantee you, you don't know, you've missed plot points, you've missed beautiful acting moments because you're too busy looking at Twitter. Make a choice. Are you on Twitter or are you watching television? Make a choice. If you're on the subway, put your phone away. If you're walking down the street, put your phone away. If you're listening to music, listen to music. Listen to the music. Don't look at Instagram at the same time you're listening to music. Your brain is going to be crazy. And I'm terrible at this. Pop, call, black and all of that. But at the same time, we have to be more active about being present in the human race. If you want to tell the stories of people, how can you know if you don't interact with them? Learn to talk. If you're at a party with a group of other humans, put your damn phone down. I don't care what you're doing. Put your phone down or walk away from the group and go into the bathroom and write an email and then come back. It's disrespectful and you are missing out on the beauty of being a human. Period, the end. If you're in a meeting, put your phone down. That's how I feel about that. However, definitely have a website. 100%, you must have a website that is update and has your current resume on it, and contact information. Just a thought, not a sermon. Okay, so, um, I'm so sorry, whoops. You don't have to apologize. I'm just glad you're here now, and I'm glad I got to say that little rant again. Um, okay, Fred says, what if you change your hair a lot? Uh, do you have to use different hair length headshots, or can you send them one with longer hair and the idea that you can grow it out? Great, so here's the thing about hair that's tricky. If you change your hair a lot, I applaud you because that means you like to do different things and and experience the world in different beautiful ways. I accidentally cut my bangs one time and was a wreck, so um, there's that. However, uh, so that means I like to keep my hair one way. Now, now I know how my hair looks. Um, Top knots forever. But if you are someone who changes your hair a lot, here's the deal. You have to understand when you hand us a headshot or you submit a headshot and we don't know you, um, that is the impression that we get that that is what you look like. So at some point, that makes a huge difference. So if you are someone who changes their hair color or their hair length a lot, you do need to have different pictures um, to show us what that looks like. The reality is, too, you know, if, if you're submitting through, um, like, a service, it's tricky to upload other photos, but if you're sending, like, an email submission, send your real headshot and then honestly send a selfie to show me, like, this is actually what I look like right now, but I can look like this if you need me to. Don't leave it up to my imagination because my imagination is colorful, honey. But it doesn't know exactly who you are or what you look like right now. Again, this is where social media comes into play because if you're someone who is active on social media and I'm looking you up, I can see what you look like today because you posted something about your life or about you today. Um, However, if you're going to make a drastic hair change, you just need to know that it is vital that you have pictures that represent what you look like. Because the other truth is if you come into an audition with a headshot and you look different in the room but you've left this headshot behind. It's one thing to say, like, clearly this is what I look like right now, but uh, sorry, I don't look like this anymore. When you leave the space, we've been seeing 200 other people, um, sometimes you walk away and it's at the end of the day and we're looking at all these headshots and we're like, who is this? Who, who is this? Um, and that's, that's kind of tricky. Um, so something to think about. Now, here's the deal. If you're doing a show, right, like if you're in a show and they've asked you to grow out your beard, Uh, unless you know you're in a show that's going to be running for four years on Broadway, you know, then take new headshots. But if you're, you've got a a guest spot on, like, Turn, and, uh, you are growing out your beard for it, just walk into the room and say, like, hey, I'm growing out my beard, I can shave this, no problem, this is just for a show. Um, but your hair on your head, that's, that's, uh, something that, like, really, really, really says a lot about who you are. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I've studied personal adornment and, and how we dress ourselves, how we adorn our bodies with tattoos, with our hair, with with makeup and everything, says a lot about who we are. So that's the other thing is if you come in with a certain kind of haircut, we make an assumption about who you are, where you are in your journey right now, what's going on in your life, and if that's not really what you leave behind in the piece of paper or what you submit on the internet, Ah, it, it it becomes a little bit tricky. Not to say we don't know how to use our imaginations, because we do, but it help us help you is kind of how I feel about that. Does that make sense? Yeah? Okay, great. Um, okay, so it's 6.45. Um, and I'm here. I'm definitely willing to take any more of your questions. Uh or if you have something that you would like for me to talk about, a topic, please feel free to drop it in there. Um oh, did I get another comment? Let's see. Um, oh, good. You're welcome. Right? I'm so sorry. Um, I am glad that was useful to you. Uh, oh, hey, Phil. Kisses. And Zach, you're just the best. I'm so grateful that you joined us. And Joanna and so many incredible people who have just given us incredible questions and feedback. Um, again, please feel free to hit me up with anything. Um, I will say one thing that was really amazing. I'm going to talk about this, but if you have a question, please feel free to give it to me. Um, While I was doing this, uh, my work with uh, the Broadway Collective this weekend, there was this girl. She was like early teens, 13, 14, 15 something. And she, uh, I was on a panel and she raised her hand and she said, I have a question for Kate. And I was like, okay. So she asked me, she said, as a woman, do you find that um, it's difficult that people, especially men, want to tell you no in this industry? And I was like, for the people in the back. Did you hear the question? It was incredible. I was so impressed that this was the question. I was like, women's marches are working, y'all. This is this is this is real life. This was a 14-year-old, probably young woman asking that question. And what I want to say is this. This is the answer that I gave her. And it goes for men, women, and in between. You deserve to be here. But you only deserve to be here if you meet a couple criteria. And they are you have a specific point of view about what your existence on this earth is for you have a specific point of view about how you see things the lens that you see is it, that you see the world in is like nobody else's lens if you have that you have the gumption and the audacity to put your name on it and you have more heart and more hustle than anybody else you deserve to be here no matter what anybody says to you period they're going to say you're unqualified They're going to say you're too young. They're going to say you don't have the connections. They're going to say you don't know. They're going to say all sorts of things for any kind of art, in any industry. I mean, this goes for any industry, but the truth is in our entertainment industry, people are going to tell you that you don't have enough. You didn't go to the right school. You don't have enough talent. You showed up too late. You're too old. You're too young. Whatever it is, if you can look someone straight in the eye in under a minute and say, this is my point of view. This is why it matters. I will put my name on it, and I will work harder than anybody else in the room. You deserve to be here no matter what. And that is the truth. That is the truth. It doesn't mean you're always going to book everything. It certainly doesn't mean that everyone is going to understand you or your art. But you do not need to question whether or not you deserve to be here. And you certainly don't let anybody else tell you that you don't. Because your perspective is unique and your own. Right? It's unique and your own. Nobody else is ever had that perspective before or will have it again. And your lens to tell stories is so important. It's so important. But you have to work harder than everybody else. You have to show up. You have to show up on time. You have to show up hungry. You have to say yes. You have to email people back before they email you. You have to ask questions. You have to ask for help. You have to straighten your spine and say, this is mine. This is my stakes, my ground, my space. And put your name on it. Put your name on it. Because then when you fail, it's your fault. And when you rise, it is your blessing. So, I just, that is, that is how I feel about that. You are never too young to have courage and strength and a point of view and perspective on life that other people don't. Right? So, figure out what that thing is and never let it go and fight for it fight so hard hustle till you hurt because ain't nobody gonna do it for you nobody is gonna show up walking down Ninth Avenue and be like you i've been looking for you my whole life no one's gonna do that and i thought that was gonna happen for me and when i realized and i woke up and was like no one's gonna hand this career that i want to me no one You gotta show up, you gotta work, and then you just gotta say, this is mine, this is what I want. I want to change this thing, I want to make this thing better. I want it for me, and I want it for everybody else. The cream rises to the top, but it's not just one particle, man, it's the whole top of all of the bucket. So rise together, find your people, know what your point of view is, and you deserve to be here. Wherever here is no one is going to tell you that you can't. And if they do, screw them. They're not your people. They're not your tribe. They don't get it. They don't see you. Fine. Again, that doesn't mean everybody needs to be on Broadway or will be on Broadway or will win a Tony Award. But that doesn't mean that your self-worth and that your point of view is any less valuable or any less uh, there's any less reason for you to be here. So, that is how I feel about Um, It is about 6.50. I have about 10 more minutes. If anybody uh, has any thoughts or any questions, I will take them. If not, I'll probably leave a little bit early because I'm sure you are. uh, You've seen enough, my friends. You've seen it all. And it is hot as biscuits in here right now. You can see I'm starting to schwitz a little um, because I've shut all the doors and turned off all the fans. And it's 90 degrees outside today. (laughs) Um, So does anybody have any questions for me, any thoughts, any, like, final thoughts? Does anybody out there have something magical that happened to them this week or anything that might um, encourage other people to be better versions of themselves? Because it's hard right now. This world is uh, telling us to stay inside and uh, to be scared. And I just see constant uh, reasons not to so many amazing beautiful artists so many people who are willing to share people like robert who created something so magical and today i watched like a 14 year old girl sing i'm here and i was a wreck this woman looked at herself in the mirror behind my head and she said i'm beautiful and i'm here and i was a mess so that's why i got up out of bed this morning to see these young people who are so passionate and who would kill who would kill to be old enough to be here right now doing the thing that you're doing. And uh, it's just really important to remember there are people who will follow behind you and be a good example, be a good leader, and remember there are people who want it so bad and you're here and you're trying for it. So you're doing something great, in my opinion, I think. Um, All right, friends, it looks like we're dwindling down. So I am going to say goodbye unless there's any last thoughts. Um, Just a reminder, you are all brave, you are all beautiful, And uh, your life can take a direction that you have no idea you're in right now. So keep fighting for the things that you think are important. Keep fighting for what you want. But know if something changes, you're allowed to go to that place. You're not letting anyone down. You're not letting anyone down by stepping into the thing that you know you were supposed to do from the start. So just remember, life can change. Dreams can change. Passions can change. Just because you studied one thing doesn't mean that's what you have to do for the rest of your life. You are allowed to be bigger than you ever thought you were, prouder than you ever thought you'd be, and more happy than you ever knew you be. So allow yourself to grow and change and be brilliant because we all you are. I respect the hell out of you and I hope that you have a miraculous week.